welcome to Mind Money Balance, the no guilt, no shame podcast to help you get your mind and money in balance. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm a financial therapist and coach, woman of color and popcorn connoisseur. I am so glad you're here. Let's go. Welcome to season two of the Mind Money Balance podcast. I am so, so excited to be bringing you all a brand new season. And in season two, I want to talk a little bit about how we ended up here and what you can kind of expect moving forward. So season two is really going to focus on therapists and money, but it doesn't mean that this season isn't applicable to you. So let's rewind and figure out how I ended up honing in on this for our season and what you can expect for this upcoming season and also seasons to come. If you've been here, if you know me, you know I act quickly. One of the most common phrases I hear from my partner is, slow down, Lindsay, as I trip up the stairs or drop a glass or slam my face in a cabinet. Right, My family used to call me Chevy. I don't know if you guys remember that little jingle. It was Chevy like a rock. And they said that I was like Chevy because when I fell, it was like a rock. Like I just tumbled and fell constantly because I'm moving just quickly, quickly, quickly. And in business, that really leads to a lot of quick action taking which has served me well in a lot of ways, but in other ways, it it hasn't really worked out so well. So let's think about really where I've been in terms of 2020. I had an itch kind of in the summer to burn things down because I like to move so quickly. And I relaunched my Boundless Couples Coaching Program in March, April, which was at the start of the pandemic, and a whopping zero people signed up. Instant panic, instant anxiety, instant self-doubt, and imposter syndrome. I had an urge to delete everything, to burn it all down, to delete my website, to start everything over. And I'm really thankful that I have a group of business women that I have been involved with in a twice a month mastermind since last May, since May of 2019. And they were so wise and grounding for me. And they said, Lindsay, pause, slow down. We've all been here in business where you want to just start everything over. And they said, you don't have to make any quick changes. Just hang on and and see what feels right. Yeah, see what happens. But just pause, okay? And I had to keep (laughs) reminding myself of their words And as I wanted to burn things down, I didn't really know where I was going, right? So I I listened to their words. I continued to see financial therapy clients and coaching clients with the bulk of the messaging in my work really focused on couples. And then I started to get these emails and these DMs from other therapists and a few coaches, but a lot of them asking me questions about the how behind my business. How did you grow your business? How did you decide on your hourly fee for therapy? Do you think we can meet for a virtual coffee and you can tell me everything you've learned about running a business? And I kept saying no. 
I was like, no, that's not what I do. I'm not a business coach. That isn't my lane. And I just, again, kept my blinders on and kept focusing on financial therapy and financial therapy clients. And one of the aforementioned mastermind women, Julie, (laughs) she had me present in her group coaching program. And her group coaching program is for creative entrepreneurs who really want to find fulfillment and alignment in their business. And so I showed up to do a presentation on the four financial archetypes, which you can go back and listen to in a previous podcast episode. And I took them through these four different archetypes and I said, here's what it looks like and here's how it sounds specifically in entrepreneurs. And no surprise, that really is what I love to talk about. And in the blink of an eye, before I knew it, that hour had passed and it passed easily and effortlessly, and it felt so good. After that presentation, Julie sent me an email, and she's so kind, so sweet. She's like, um, I just want to put a little bug in your ear that maybe this, this presentation is a hint of something that you could or should be doing. You were just so at ease. You know, it was so powerful to see you really in your element. And she said, maybe your niche is working with entrepreneurs. Maybe there's something there. And I sat with it as hard as it was to get that feedback because, you know, my mind was like, okay, that's what I have to do. Burn it all down, right? This act quickly. And so I sat with it for like a week, maybe two, actually. Let me give myself a little bit of grace. Maybe I sat with it for two weeks. And then I started thinking about, who, who I want to help. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's not business owners. It's not entrepreneurs. It's therapists who are entrepreneurs, right? It's therapists who are private practice owners. So I called another woman in our mastermind, Monica, who you guys have met on this podcast of Hold Space Creative. And she is a former art therapist turned website designer for therapists. And I said, look, I I just have this idea of helping therapists rewrite their money story so they can build out sustainable and profitable practices. And so we brainstormed together, we collaborated, and we came up with this idea of a beautiful nine-week program that walks therapists through the emotional side of money, then through niching, and then through pricing and marketing. And I was like, all right, I've got it. This is my niche. Burn it down. Change everything to helping therapists. And then my inbox and DMs pinged again. Okay. And this time it wasn't therapist. It was non-therapist entrepreneurs. It was coaches. It was single people. It wasn't the couples who had been seeking financial therapy. It was people considering becoming entrepreneurs. It was people who were thinking about moving in with their partner, but they hadn't yet. And they wanted to work with me in some way, or they wanted to join a program, but they just didn't quite fit in. And so here I was again facing like, what do I do? How do I help these people who clearly could use my services, but I don't specifically have a niche carved out. And at Mastermind that week, I like spilled my guts to these women and they were so, so helpful as they always are. And they said, maybe your niche is you. And I wanted to throw up. Because I was like, I don't want to be a brand. I don't want to be an influencer. And they were like, let's just sit with this. You don't have to make any decisions this very second. But maybe your calling is really exactly the name of your business, which is mind, money, balance. To help people cultivate 
getting their minds and money in balance and in harmony. And it matters less who specifically they are. They could be business owners. They could be people in a romantic relationship. They could be folks who are single. They could be older or younger folks. They could be people in Canada or Mexico or the U.S. or anywhere across the globe. And my brain, I'm telling you, could not handle it because so much of the messaging I've gotten as a business owner and as an entrepreneur is you have to niche down. You have to have an ideal client. You have to have a client avatar. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. This is too much mixed messaging. Again, these mastermind women, they said, take a beat, sit with it. And my brain was like, no. I don't want to sit with it. I don't want to hold still. I want to make a choice and I want to make a decision and I want to do it right now. And they said, breathe, don't make any quick decisions. And so here I am sitting in my own decolonization work in in decolonizing my brain from the messages that I've gotten about what it means to be a therapist and what it means to be an entrepreneur and what it means to be an online business person, right? And I had to keep coming back to, again, the advice that I often give to others, but as we know, it's really hard to take a taste of our own medicine. So I had to remind myself that I can do things my own way and it's going to be okay. I don't blindly have to follow someone else's path and I can listen to the signals that are coming in and kind of see some of these patterns and really listen to what I need to do with an open mind and an open heart and do what is best for me, which leads me to this podcast. The episodes on therapists and money were so well-received and I had people DMing me and emailing me and thanking me for talking about this. And I really wanted to keep this particular conversation going. Now, If you're not a therapist, I don't want you to freak out. I don't want you to be like, oh, I'm unsubscribing. I'm not a therapist. This message isn't for me because I really want to make sure that even when I'm speaking to therapists, we can kind of tease out the lessons or the aha moments that can be applicable regardless of who you are, regardless of what your profession is. And future seasons are going to continue to be themed to really talk about all the things I've been trying to figure out where they fit and where they belong. Things like race and money, religion and money, gender and money, and more, right? So future seasons of this podcast will be themed, but season two Hello, that's what you're listening to right now. (laughs) Season two is going to focus on therapists and money. Therapists in their relationship to money, what tools worked for them, how they looked at their money story and how it was serving them and helping them and how they show up in their respective therapeutic spaces. So that's what this season is going to focus on. I have a lineup of amazing, amazing guests and I'm so, so thrilled. And with that, I want to leave you with three lessons I learned from season one of podcasting. Numero uno, things take time. As you heard, I have a hard time practicing patience. And I understand that as a society, we have been trained to want quick actions and quick results to serve us, right? We, we want quick things. Having been in business for a little while, you think I would know this, But it wasn't until last season, 
during episode 17 on how to have an abundance mindset without spiritual bypassing that my podcast really started to pick up traction. And that's when people listened to that particular episode and then they went back and listened to previous episodes and kind of had this little binge effect. And I learned through the podcasting community this tendency of people to quit podcasting, but it's called pod fading, AKA they record a handful of episodes, they get discouraged, they feel like nobody's listening or not enough people are listening, and then they just stop. They don't even like put a bow on it and say, hey, I'm wrapping this podcast up. They're just like, whatever, it didn't work, so I'm giving up. And regardless of if you are a podcaster, I think we can all resonate with this idea of pod fading, right? This idea of just stopping a particular behavior change or a particular new thought pattern that we are trying out. When it comes to money, I see so many people get discouraged. They are working up toward a savings goal. Let's take an emergency fund, for example. They start putting aside $100 or $300 a month, and they start to build out this emergency fund. And then lo and behold, something happens, and they have to drain that account, and they start beating themselves up. Oh, what was the point of even saving money? Even when I save money, it's not worth it. I had to use it. And it takes sometimes an outside perspective to say, actually, using that emergency fund in that way is exactly what it's there for, right? And you can start reframing that thought of, oh, saving isn't worth it to, hey, having a little cushion saved up, even if I drained that account, helped to put me on stronger financial footing because I didn't have to put money or as much money on a credit card. And here I am starting to cultivate change in my relationship with money and starting to to build out an emergency fund that can act as a safety net. But so many people get discouraged when they start saving and then they have to use some of that money from savings that they stop. Or if we think about like this idea of pod fading, they they pod fade. And this can happen with any type of behavior change, whether you're trying to drink more water or whether you're trying to meditate, right? We do things for a few days or for a few weeks and then something happens and we get discouraged and we give up. So the, the first lesson I learned from season one is that things take time. So give it some time, and and if it's fun for you, if it feels good for you, then keep doing it. Like this podcast is so much more less time intensive than video, and you know I have like a crusty um, <laughs> YouTube channel that you can go on. It's youtube.com slash Lindsay Brian Podvin. That's my full name. And you can see that I like video. It's fun for me. I enjoyed the learning about editing and figuring out the sound, but it is so time consuming that it just is not a a super good use of my time. And I do videos occasionally, but it was just really hard to keep on top of. So anyway, so that's lesson number one. Things take time. Lesson numero dos. Podcasting really helped to scratch an itch that in therapy, I don't have a way to do it. Let me explain. I love therapy. I enjoy being a therapist. I love holding a lot of space for people to sort out what's going on and to problem solve. But in therapy, I can't ask super direct pointed questions in a way where I can in podcasting. There was a brief spell in 
either high school or college, maybe a little bit of both, where I really wanted to be a journalist because I loved interviewing people. And podcast really helps to scratch that itch. And so lesson number two is find ways to fulfill needs of yours in unique ways. So for me, I didn't really realize how important it was for me to have these types of meaningful conversations in a very two-way pattern in the way that therapy just hadn't. So when it comes to you and when it comes to your money, you know, think about like, what are things that you just love doing and you're okay spending a little bit more money on something that just feels fun for you and just brings joy to you. So find ways to like scratch those itches as it were. (laughs) And numero tres, people love lists and takeaways and bullet points. See what I did there? I put a list into a list. So at the end of each episode, I will be leaving you with a handful of tips or takeaways or ahas so that you can kind of soak in everything that we talk about or learn about in these podcast episodes. And with that, Welcome to season two of the Mind Money Balance podcast, where episodes will be dropping on Mondays. I am so, so excited for this season and so excited for you to meet some of my guests, including Ed Combs, who is a fellow financial therapist in North Carolina, Annie Schusler, who is the host of the Rebel Therapist podcast. She also creates these programs to help therapists cultivate new things outside of the therapy space. And then I'm also going to be interviewing Julie Harris, who is, um, she owns an accountant accounting firm for therapists. So those are just like a sprinkling, a sampling of some of the amazing folks you are going to hear on this season's podcast. And I am so, so thrilled that you are here. Make sure to hit subscribe on that podcast player of choice and pretty please do me a favor right? If you, if you haven't been able to financially support me in any way, that's totally fine. You can't afford a book at this time, or maybe working with me just isn't in your budget. What you can do is leave me a little review wherever you are listening to that podcast with a five stars and also share this. Share this with a friend, share it out on social, make sure to tag me at Mind Money Balance so I can see it too. Sharing is caring. If you love this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at mindmoneybalance with your favorite takeaway. I love seeing what resonates with my listeners and sharing it in my stories. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you next week right here. Neither the host or guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, medical, or other professional information. If you want professional help, please seek it out.